Hello and welcome to the Performance Physique Podcast. My name is Arj and I am your head coach. This podcast is all about helping you with your running, your nutrition and your training. We take the jargon out of sports science to help you realise your goals faster than ever before. Let's get started. Arj is a fitness and nutrition expert and joins me now. Arj, Please give me the, the, the pronunciation of your name, and I apologize in advance. No problem. First of all, Trisha, thanks for having me on. Speaking with a broadcasting legend like you, um, it's Arj Turichelden, <laughs> and I'm a performance coach. Right. So, Arj, you know, it, it's not, people will tell you, I mean, even though they're told, move more, eat less, it's not that simple for everybody, is it? I mean, what what can you do realistically what little steps can you take realistically to keep your weight down because we know traditionally through christmas through the new year and then on the the day before new year you know new year's eve everybody going right i'm going on a diet uh and and then get very upset that they don't lose weight like mm. that keep it off like that we have some very unrealistic goals when it comes to keeping our weight down so i come to you for advice on what little steps that people can incorporate into their life. Yeah. So the the mechanisms behind weight loss and weight management are very simple principles, but you're entirely right. It's a very complex process to actually put those principles into action. Um, we spend too much time realistically thinking that exercise is going to be the key to making us um, achieve our weight loss goals. Exercise is amazing it's fantastic for improving our overall health but if we're actually looking to to lose a bit of weight ideally body fat not just generic weight as such then realistically we do have to address these things with nutrition first and foremost but the major 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 thing that your viewers should really take away is that this shouldn't come from food restriction we shouldn't be saying no to a particular foods group like a carbohydrate or a fat we should be just looking at a bigger picture. So all of the food that we take in and spreading it out across the week, where are the days that we can make the biggest wins in terms of reducing our calorie consumption? And then on the days that we want to socialize, like Christmas is all about, you know, making sure that we have adequate calories to go and enjoy those occasions without necessarily feeling guilty about it. Yeah, because I was going to say, every time, every, you know, this time of year, you get the low carb diets, the this diets, the Atkins, the blah blah blah, the 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 what's what's the, what's the other ones? The juicing ones, don't you? Um, the uh, detox diets and what have you. So, what what's your verdict on all of those fatty diets? I mean, you know, people. Some people swear by them. Yeah, um, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there, really. They are fad diets. Um, they sell books and they make the creators very popular. Um, the amazing thing that links them all together is that if you restrict a type of food being taken on board or like a juice diet, restrict pretty much consumption of all foods, you're going to consume less calories in the end. Um, so it's just about having the right tools to hand to actually reduce that number of calories. So for some people, it's quite effective to, to remove carbohydrate because it turns out they have 14 slices of bread a day and 14 portions of anything is, I'm, I'm actually quoting a, a family relative with that. 
Um, he won't mind me saying at all, but <laughs> but it, it basically just means that if we remove, you know, the um, the fact that you're taking on 14 portions of something, that you are going to to reduce the amount of calories that you ingest in total. But the actual solution is just finding the thing that works most appropriately for you, and then therefore applying it consistently. And it doesn't mean you you stay in a diet all the time. That's actually a really rubbish way to live, to always diet. Instead, just go through phases. So it might be four weeks, it might be two weeks of dieting, and then just try to hit a little bit of maintenance, and then we recycle the process again. Ah, ah. Now, is it true that muscle burns up more calories? You know, I, I mean, I'm into weight training and muscle training, and it, it's funny. If I lose weight too quickly, then I'm losing muscle, and then it's harder to keep it off. But I found that building muscle, mm. uh, it seems that the weight seems to stay off a lot more easily. Yeah, that that's the the key actually to, to long term health as well as long term weight maintenance. Um, we we think of ourselves as going on a run. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate of running, but we think of running being the thing which helps us lose weight. Actually, it can cause us to increase the amount of calories we consume and backfire a little bit. We call this calorie compensation. Um, and instead, doing weight training, we develop some more muscle mass, which is going to be good for our long-term health, sarcopenia as we get older, the requirement for muscle mass. And that extra muscle mass can actually burn slightly greater amounts of calories throughout the day we're talking small amounts but over an extended period of time all those little bits count you know what which uh, something that really alerted me to that is i remember doing stories with bodybuilders you know these great big these great big muscle guys and they were eating throughout the night and they had to because if they didn't, they'd lo lose like two kilos in the morning because they literally their bodies were eating themselves. And I remember thinking, well, I'm not going to look like one of those bodybuilders, <laughs> but it says something about muscles being able to to to, if you like, expend and use more energy than, you know, being what I call skinny fat. You, you're right what you say about runners. I mean, I run for or walk for my head. Yeah. Not so much, and my heart helps, but what have you. But the weight training is definitely for my bones and for yeah. my body. Absolutely. And it, it, the, the quick thing actually about those bodybuilders and about, about muscle loss realistically is it actually takes a really long time to lose muscle. But it's, it's commonly thought if you diet, you're going to lose a lot of muscle very quickly. But it doesn't really happen like that. As long as you eat sufficient protein from fish, meat, or, or vegan sources if you're a vegan vegetarian, um, you can actually look after your, your muscle mass quite well. But what you do notice when you actually go through one of these phases of dieting is because you just kind of accidentally reduce the amount of carbohydrates you consume, your um, your water content that you retain in your body drops, and that's the weight that you see lost. And that's why so many people like low-carb diets is because they, they think, oh, I've lost loads of weight suddenly. Oh, it's just water leaving your body. Aha, aha. <laughs> now, what about keeping a diary? Because um, the only thing that ever worked for me, I mean, there's like my fitness pal or what have you, um, you know, I, or, or there's loads of different ones there. Um, I, I used uh, that's one on my phone, you know, so yeah. uh, I, I just use one on my phone, which is great. And there's some now you just take a picture of the food and they come back and tell you what the calories are. But just I found in your head, you think you know what you're eating. But when you actually put it in some kind of app or what have you, you get the full 
100% truth, which often is very different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, 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 the My Fitness Pals of this world, food diaries, all of those kind of things. Um, first of all, it is a really good short-term tool to use. Long-term, we don't encourage it because of disordered eating and the issues that arise around that. But we've noticed that without putting people on diets at all, just asking them to log their foods, they begin to lose weight because it's the shock horror of, oh, actually, I did consume quite a lot of things there, which perhaps I, I decided to deliberately or maybe just accidentally repress those memories of, you know, consuming the, the couple of heroes whilst you walk to the kitchen because it's, it's Christmas time, isn't it? Um, and I'm guilty of that just before this call, actually, Tricia. <laughs> but what, what, what we try to use, what we try to use those those um, kind of methods of tracking our calories is in a short term, get used to what your plate looks like, do it for a couple of weeks, and then you really want to develop some mindful approaches, some skills in terms of, oh, right, I don't need this right now, or I know this plate in front of me is 500 calories, and then in a month's time, two months' time. You create that meal and you weigh it out and you measure your calories again and you just see how far you've strayed. And, you know, if you do it six months apart, you might notice what was a, a 500 calorie meal is now 750. And you just tune things up again. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about there's two things, areas at Christmas, I think, that are real uh, trip up things for people. And we've been talk talking about what you eat, but there's alcohol and the drinks uh, as well and there's the takeaways now i've i know when we did uh, dr mia khan and i did you are what you eat people really didn't think of what they actually drank especially alcohol wise uh, and they didn't think of takeaways either they think you know and we showed that a curry made at home versus a curry ordered out you could have exactly the same curry but one with twice the calories twice the fat twice the salt, half the nutritional goodness. Let, let's talk about, let's start with takeaways and let's come to then come to the demon alcohol when it comes to intake. Yeah, so when I work with clients and often groups, I run these things called four weeks, four kilos. And it's, a, it's about basically being able to incorporate takeaways and your social aspects into your, your dieting program. And it's really important that we basically weigh up the social benefit of being going to a restaurant or having a takeaway or going to the pub versus the nutritional benefit. And it's about, okay, how many times is this occurring? Is this occurring multiple times a week? Therefore, the social benefit actually isn't as important. Whereas if it's your one month, once a month thing, then it does become more important. Those aspects of health do actually really matter to long-term health. But when it comes to then choosing your options, just think, if something's more tomato-based rather than cream-based, it's going to consume less calories in there. If you have the option for something like a, a fish, it's probably going to have um, fewer calories in there. And if something has a greater, a larger serving of, of protein, it's generally going to be a little bit kinder to you than anything else. Um, so if, you know, if I go to an Indian, I'll very often get a mixed grill, um, A, because I just love them, <laughs> but B, because... The serving of protein is high and the sauce is quite low. So I know the calorie content is going to be slightly more preferential. And what about alcohol and all those, you know, especially cocktails? I mean, you people 
I think, don't have an idea. I mean, I remember going somewhere where they actually had the calorie content of cocktails on, and suddenly I opted for a glass of dry white wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well, cal calories in, in cocktails and just generally cocktails, um, the more ingredients that are in them, you, you're just going to be um, fighting an uphill battle. And this is where I would say, look at your week and just say we do this weekly calorie total as opposed to daily calorie totals. So you might work out your calories as 2,000 calories per day. Instead of thinking that your calories has to be across a day, think of them as a week. So in that example, 14,000 calories. I might start off my week with just 1,000 or 1,200 calories and give myself a little bit more on Friday when I'm going to go to the, the cocktail bar. That's going to be my first tool. But realistically, right. that's only going to go so far because the calories in those cocktails are, are quite dense. So take away a principle of, okay, I'm allowed two drinks that I really, really want to have. And then the rest, I'm going to make some mindful swaps, just like you did, Tricia. So it might be moving towards a gin and slimline tonic because the calorie consumption is quite low. Or even, I know people, you know, I was, I was at the rugby just a few weeks ago and my friends were saying, oh, it's, it's really bad, but I just enjoy Guinness. Well, Guinness is actually much lower in calories than many other lagers there. Therefore, it's actually quite a sensible choice in terms of looking at for your calories. Yeah, exactly. So choose two to enjoy. And then if you need more, just choose for some swaps. Right. And is it true that, I mean, I, I'd say a lot of us uh, mistake thirst for um, hunger. I mean, a lot of us just don't drink enough water. And yeah. <laughs> I just not it, not it very well. It, that, that's a good point. Many of us just think, oh, I'm hungry, but we're actually thirsty. Yeah, I, I think that's the, the case, like most of the time, realistically. Um, if we can take a, a step back before we put our hand in the snack cupboard or decide that we need to order some food and just think, can I last another 20 minutes? If I can, then it's probably just thirst. Have a drink. If you're still hungry 20 minutes later after that, having that drink, then you're probably still hungry and you need to opt for some food. Uh -huh. oh, thank you so much. I hope people are really armed with that instead of waiting for New Year's Eve and thinking, oh, my God, now's the time to die. <laughs> that they make some, with your help, they can make some healthy choices or some step-by-step uh, -step choices through Christmas and not leave it till the last moment. Thank you so much for your Thanks time. Thanks for having me. Fitness and nutrition expert. With You're so welcome. With some really, really good advice. Wow. Uh, big thank you to everybody in the studio back in London. Uh, Thank you very much for listening to the Performance Physique podcast. Don't forget, you can find us on Instagram. It's at performance underscore physique. You can find us on Facebook, Performance Physique, or if you just head to performancephysique.co.uk and we'll do our very best to help you. It will mean the world to me, though, if you can share this podcast with one friend this week. Right, for now, take care.